Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We are live at State Farm Arena tonight. It's Lakers Hawks. We'll talk more about that as we move along, guys. And uh, part of the conversation today has been a lot about what this staff looks like for Raheem Morris, the offensive coordinator, Zach Robinson, the defensive coordinator, Jimmy Lake, and uh, they retain special teams coordinator Marquise Williams, which Mike and I both said, okay, our special teams was not great. Nothing uh, special about it. No, but we, we need to improve in that area. But obviously he's got a plan, and they feel good about it, so they retain his services. Uh, Ledford, the offensive line coach, Mike's taking around. We saw some guys get shaken, you know, moving around as well. T.J. Yates going to be the quarterback's coach, by the way, which makes sense. Um, so, you know, we're looking at this staff. But here's the thing, guys. How is this staff going to work with the rookie quarterback? And, Mike, right now, our buddy Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network has put out his first mock draft, and he says that there will be, all right, according to Daniel Jeremiah right now, three quarterbacks taken in succession, all right? One, two, three. Caleb Williams to the Bears, Drake May to the Commanders, Jaden Daniels to the Patriots in his first mock. Okay. And, so, and none of those teams would be negotiating to give those quarterbacks up, so you can't get them. No. And by the way, this whole thing, if the Bears are all in on Caleb Williams, and again, I don't know if they are. I know everybody believes that that's going to be the situation, and, and I understand why. And if you don't, here's the, here's the basis of it. It's a financial decision. It's simple. You get to get Caleb Williams under a rookie contract for the next four to five years right. to figure out if he is that guy. Meanwhile, you can continue to build your team, and it's cheaper to do that than what you would ultimately pay Justin Fields. Not right now, a year from now, Okay. So that in itself helps you kind of push it there and make the decision. But, Mike, if they're not coming off of these picks, then that means we're getting the next tier of quarterbacks if you're a Falcon fan and you believe that we need to draft a guy. So who are those guys? Well, we just talked earlier to to our buddy Jarvis Davis, who's down at the Senior Bowl, and we were talking about guys like Michael Penix, who's there, and Bo Nix, who's there, right? You're talking about Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah, Jake Daniels, I mean, if, if, it, if it's chalked away, Jeremiah, our buddy, he's usually really pretty good with this stuff. And his first one, we've got sure, the combine, sure. you, know, you guys know, pro days, yada, yada. Some surprises, you know, those dreaded last-minute April surprises before the draft. But you could argue that now you're into the Michael Penix, and then, well, Penix. Is, does he have Daniels gone? Yeah, Jaden Daniels goes three to the Patriots. All right, so he's, he's got Daniels gone. So yeah. then that, so the next tier of guys. Then that's Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Yes. 
and I'm not interested really in – I like Penix, but i got to get – there's no ironclad guarantee. Just like with Kirk Cousins, you're going to get a guy for $45 million with an Achilles. We're going to take a guy who's had enough knee surgeries. He looks like an operation game in Michael Penix. Let me say this, too. Um, if we are going to draft a guy, and we do not – again, we could go free agency. There's still a lot to learn about what this particular regime is going to want. And I'm talking about Raheem Morris and, and how Terry Fontenot are going to work together and what they want to achieve. Mike, I want a mobile guy. I want a guy. And I'm not talking about a guy that runs first. I'm, I need somebody with mobility. Right. The reason the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, guys, whether you believe it or not, is because Brock Purdy could scramble. It's because Brock Purdy had two separate runs of 21 yards. Right. You saw Patrick Mahomes in the biggest game last year scramble for the biggest run of the game and ultimately win it. I need that, Mike. I do not want a guy, Michael Penix, who has to be in the pocket and sit there and doesn't have that mobility. So if we're going to draft a guy, I'm telling you Atlanta right now, I want a guy who has mobility. Well, then you're into the uh, the second tier of quarterbacks. You know, like, Bonix is a hard sell. Hell, he's a hard sell to Auburn fans because they saw it, you know. And I, I, I just I just can't wrap my head around Bonix. Now, look, like so many guys, if you listen to our show over the years, we've gotten some things right, you know. We thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a star. Now, it took some time, and it still hasn't panned out the way we expected when you take the guy first overall. But you and I were high on Lamar Jackson. We thought that Deshaun Watson should have gone. Now, obviously, Deshaun Watson's career is in limbo right now in Cleveland. But we're pretty good about this. We said Zach Wilson. Remember that? You and I both thought that was a stupid move by the Jets. That one panned out. We both thought Trubisky was a stupid pick you know just because the guy's all the prototypical stuff what's on the resume what did he do in college Penix is got a cannon the accuracy was amazing now don't be prisoner of the moment over the Michigan game but Carl brings up a great point if you're going to bring this guy in you got to have an ironclad offensive line you got to make sure that McGarry or you may have to upgrade at McGarry's right tackle position Jake's not getting any younger so there's bigger bigger issues with doing that you're right I and I think fans just want to see a guy that can move you're seeing look at the guys that are in the Super Bowl Right? Look at the guys who are in the final four. All guys can move. It it does. Uh, And, and again, I just believe that that's where the league is now. Um, It doesn't mean, again, Jared Goff, who had a great season, but Goff wasn't going to do the things Purdy did in that game. It's just not who he is. And, therefore, you didn't get those plays that changed the game. You can hit us up, 404-726-0929. Now, I want to address something else while we're talking about this draft. I'm talking about the coaching staff. Uh, Presser, again, set for Monday, and and we'll be there, and you'll hear it live on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I love Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is going to be a top-ten pick. But unless you're going to pay one of these free agent guys, okay, this whole notion that we need to go get Brock Bowers is silly, okay? Right. I'm just telling you. We all want him. But, and I understand why you want him, but you've got a guy, and it just we we're not that we're that that pick has got to be used somehow to get to a quarterback. That's it, Mike. That's you pick, it. period. Right. Stop and, right there. And if you go, if you do go, if you do, if you do go free agency, or we whether it's look, I know these names seem really abstract right now, but was Fields or Wilson or Cousins, whatever you're going to do, then you go get the defensive, then you go get edge rusher. Correct. You've got to go it's get still, edge rusher. It's still today. not right. Brock. Right. Still not Brock. It's still not Brock. Now, it's going to suck for Georgia fans to see Brock go be a superstar somewhere else, but it's hard to get our heads around it unless you say, unless Fontenot's going to invoke best athlete available. Correct. <laughs> which was the Correct. excuse for Pitts at for the Pitts. time, which we always thought, you know, it was Archer Smith kind of, you know, imposing his will on that pick. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, now here's the, the only way I see this happening, and I'm just addressing it now. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, over the next two and a half months because you guys will be going crazy as you start to gear up and realize what's really going on in this particular draft. Unless you are trading Kyle Pitts as part of a package to uh, get to your ultimate goal, right. which is bringing in one of these potential quarterbacks, 
then that gets you potentially back to Brock Bowers. Right. Okay. That's the and that's the only way that would make any but sense. That's it. Correct. That's and by it. the way, what is the trade value for a guy who's coming off a knee injury and a, and a slightly dis? I mean, a very, by any metric, a disappointing season. Well, I, I, here's I mean, the, he was always 14th or 15th as far as amongst tight ends. Yes, yeah. but but here's the appealing factor. And, and by the way, I do not know. Okay, I'm we're, not just pie, you, we're just pie in the sky. Yeah, I'm right. not telling you this is, but but these are the scenarios. These are real scenarios that that could possibly play out. Mike, his age is a huge factor. And the fact that he is under the age of 25, we're talking about Kyle Pitts, and has that athleticism that a lot of teams clamor for, okay, if you wanted to try to put some kind of package together and include that, that's the only way you get back to to a Brock Bowers. But, guys, outside of that, and I've already gotten it, Dukes, we got to get Bowers. I'd love to have him. Trust me, in a perfect world, Mm. it'd be great. But that is not going to move our football team no. forward the way we need to. No, that's just, I mean, guys, it's just one of those where you're going to have to just, oh, like that ex-girlfriend of yours, oh, not, not, not mine. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the one that you yeah. got to get away. Yeah. That, not, not, well, don't be confused. And, and, who moved and, in my neighborhood? And, and by the way, we, we <laughs> he's got to wave. We, we it's need, gone. It's not happening. But, Mike, we need to say this, too. The guy that's coming in to run our offense and Zach Robinson also helped identify a guy named Puka Nakua, who is the rookie of the year. Correct. You can find guys in the fourth and fifth round. Puka was a fifth-round pick. Let's not get caught up in we got to go do this in the first round. Yes, look, that's, well, that's that was, what's crazy. And nothing against Drake London, who, again, has been miscast because he doesn't have a quarterback that's reliable delivering the football. But that's why all that year, two years ago before the draft, I said, look, there's going to be guys in the second round. Look how the Packers did it with Dobbs and Watson, right? I mean, you've seen it. You know, Pickett, now I know Pickens is kind of a pain in the ass for the Steelers, but Pickens was a second-round pick. You don't have to com- You don't have to do that in the first round. No. We went skill, 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 and I still think it's a mistake. 404-726-0929. Follow us, guys. We're live at State Farm. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station and make sure you stay up on everything that's going on at 929 The Game. As we discuss this, and, and again, this is Falcon-centric, there are some other news notes that we'll get to as we'll talk about the road to the big game and some hirings that happened today if you haven't tuned in and, and don't know about them. But as far as the Falcons are concerned, we have some really good pieces. And this this period right now is about creating a plan, right, with Ryan Morris and Terry and this staff, Mike, that's coming in here. And how do we move this team forward and feel like, okay, the depth that we, we need to get, we get. We get better skill, guys, because we need it. And you said this, and I had a guy hit me up. He goes, what's Mike talking about with the wide receiver? Guys, we do not have anybody to take the top off this defense. No, we don't have guys. If you look at the Rams, we have nothing like that. Drake London is not that guy. Drake London is an amazing athlete, and he finds a way to make bad passes look good. But we need some speed. We need more. And you're going to see more three uh, three wide receiver sets. It's going to be less tight. Now, again, now unless Zach Robinson pivots a little bit, but it should be less tight end centric or Pitts becomes one of your quasi-wide receivers. And then you go get some burner. You, you really need that guy over the top. We, we don't have that. And, you know, when you don't have that, Teams don't fear you. Like you probably put Nakua and Cooper Cup. That's you right. Know, I mean, those. That's we don't have anything like that. So that is why we said now. Now that's not the priority, but we're saying that is something else that needs to be addressed. Right. To Mike's point, edge needs to be addressed. Okay, offensive line. Right. Whether you don't think we need a center or not, we do. Right. That's got to be addressed. There are things that this team needs to get better at from a personnel standpoint, outside of just getting a new coaching staff that's going to really help us be a contender next year. And then on top of all of that, we get back to the main thing, which is. 
is the right. only thing, which is the quarterback. Right. And, again, just to put a finer point on the wide receivers, we all like Mac Hollins, and if they, if they love him as far as his blocking ability, I just don't think Mac Hollins fits that. And then Van Jefferson, the Rams got rid of him. Turtle, by the way, look up Max. Who's a zero in high tops? Van Jefferson, is all oh, Falcon yeah. fans know him for his dropping passes, Tennessee. not making plays. Tennessee, right. we should have been. Uh, the, the the numbers for Mac Hollins, just real quick, I'm curious, Mike, because I don't, I don't, I don't even know what the overall numbers right were. Two hundred and fifty-one yards on eighteen receptions, zero touchdowns. He caught eighteen balls. He was yep. also hurt a lot. He's banged up. A he lot. had a foot injury that kept him. Well, up imagine that. Not wearing shoes. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean like it happened on the field? Yeah, I just. Okay, so he cut himself on a piece of glass and was out for six weeks. I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. But but I just think like Mike, those numbers that's not reflective no, of, of that's right. That's right. Like, guys, I'm not, don't get it twisted. I'm not. I used to rail about Dimitrov going crazy for skill, but if you're going to use it, you want a Rams offense. We're going to have to dedicate some picks. Carl and I are saying you're not going to do it first round. No, but you're going to get you're either through more speedy, more athletic guys in free agency or the draft. You want to go get those kind of guys that fit what we're going to imagine running with Zach Robinson. The problem is he had. 60 balls for 700 yards and four touchdowns the year before. I know. That's why we brought him in. Correct. Yes, yes. with with Carr, right? Yes. With the Raiders. In Vegas. With right. Carr. Um, and, and I know I can hear you guys right now. This is funny because we're talking about, you know, our buddy Daniel Jeremiah and his, his mock draft, and we were talking about this. Um, if he's got three quarterbacks, Mike, okay, is Marvin Harrison going to be there? Yeah, Marvin Harrison will be there. If you go free agent quarterback, giddy the up on that. Hard to say no. But here's – but hold on now. I'm just saying. But here's the thing. You just got me excited but again. He, but here's the deal. What? You know, Marvin Harrison Jr.? We haven't had a friggin' edge rusher on this team for 30 years. <laughs> you know, let's go. We got Claude Humphrey. You had John Abraham. A little bit of Patrick Kearney in the bomb squad. And that's it. Uh, I know. You know? I, know? I mean, we just, you. if you're telling me now again, everybody's going to have their guy, right? Everyone's going to have their dude in the draft. But if you're looking at Dallas Turner, Dallas Turner could be a younger version of what Calais Campbell has been. Then, of course, there's Jared Verse. Obviously, Jared Verse in person at FSU. He's, that's, that's the prototypical edge rusher. But he's going to be Vic Beasley. I mean, there's risk and error all these guys. That's why 50% of these guys are going to crap out in the first round. But we need edge rush because Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree are not long-term answers. Speed. Size. Productivity. <laughs> okay, so you tell me we're gonna go skill, 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 skill. All four. I just got done saying it's not Terry Terry's fault that we had to do these dumb wide receiver picks and tight ends, and now we're gonna go get a wide receiver with the eighth overall. Pick. I'm just saying, Mike. They do have Kirk Cousins and we go get Marvin Harrison Jr. opposite Drake Let me know. With Bijan, come on. It's exciting. Come on. We're we gonna score points. Yeah, we're gonna have to score sixty because we got no pass rush. <laughs> He's smooth. He's fluid. Oh, I know. He's a route runner. He's ready to go. Oh, man. All right. All oh, right. my God. All right. All right. I, I'm sorry. I got excited for a second. I mean, obviously, we but need these to score more points. Yes, we do, Art. We Maserati Marvin. Is Wes going to steal Gus Johnson's call? <laughs> Marvelous. Ma- Maserati Marvin Harrison. Uh, 404-726-0929. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're coming back. Strong arm story of the day is on the way, guys. It's Dukes and Bill live from State Farm Arena. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. It is Dukes and Bell. We're live at State Farm Arena. We're here early, and that means that the king is also early. He's out on the floor warming up, and Mike and I were just uh, taking a look from, uh, from the perch up here uh, looking down on LeBron. He got hit in the face last night, but he looks good to me, Mike. Yes, Dylan Brooks with a vicious assault, and it could be a your suspension, Carl, for Dylan Brooks after. I'm kidding. No, Dylan Brooks just came down hard. But, you know, fake tough guy, kind of nonsense. He would pull, chippy stuff. He'd pull with Memphis. Now he's in H-Town. LeBron, of course, being LeBron, did lay on the ground for like, you know, five minutes. Like yeah, shot. No, no he did. He, 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 you would have thought his eye had been poked out the way he did. Yes, but LeBron would just saw him at the shoot around doing his thing. Um, while we're talking about, you know, the Lakers being in town, um, we wanted to mention this real quick about the potential trades that are out there. Uh, Brett Siegel's a guy that's talking about the latest rumblings around the league. And so we just wanted to mention this. But it has to do with DeJounte Murray. Um, the Lakers apparently are still interested in DeJounte Murray. Okay. But what we're getting in return um, is just not, for me, going to be enough. Right. If you're just moving him to move him, that's one thing. If you're moving him to try to improve your team and maybe get some draft capital and also maybe swap some things down the road and maybe you can add that to go get another guy and another trade, that's a different story. But, Mike, to, to say that we're getting D'Angelo Russell in return doesn't do anything for me. No, you're, you're just swapping. And, again, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. And you'd want to go involve a third team. That's why, you know, the only way, the only way this works is if the Hawks then wind up with, like, a bunch of first-round picks. And you're not going to get that. for. But, again, the salaries have to match up. And then why am I swapping a guard, a point guard for a point guard who can't exist with Trey in the, be the same spot? Yeah. Can you get a third team in here and get me a D and three guy or a big, a big power forward or something we could use or, or more shooting off the bench? But even that, it's, it's going to be hard to make all that match up to get you anything, any kind of a run towards the playoffs, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I, don't, I hate that the options are, like, basically gut it and just collect a bunch of unprotected picks. So while we're here, uh, we're just talking about it because, you know, Lakers in town and they seem to be the most interested team in maybe making a deal for DeJounte Murray, um, and, and that's fine. But I think Landry Fields, if he is to do a deal like this, this is an L. 
This is an ale. Well, I mean, it's a complete disaster because you're. By the way, D'Angelo Russell's contract is up at the end of the year, so you're not going to. There's nothing. He's unrestricted uh, free agent. Unrestricted that player option, so he can opt out. Player option, then he's unrestricted a year later. But in the case of uh, you know, you guys know Dejounte Murray, you gave up three first rounders to the Spurs. You're probably never going to recoup that. And the other thing, which gives some people sticker shock, is then Dejounte Murray's contract extension kicks in, which makes him a super expensive guy. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, tonight's game, by the way, right here on Sports Radio 92.9. The game tips at 7:30. Pre-game 7:30 or 7, should I say? Uh, right after we get done, we've spent some time today on uh, this whole Taylor Swift thing, and, and we've had a lot of fun <laughs> with it. I want you to hear Stephen Colbert talk about Taylor Swift and this numbers conspiracy. Mike went off and guy talk about it, and if you're wondering, well, what is what's the whole thing? guys basically mike said it that somehow she is involved in running and figuring into the outcomes of what's happening in the well, nfl again we're trying to stay in our lane on this program but people of a certain political bent feel that because uh, she has certain views as is her right as an american as an artist to use her platform that they're going to jam her views down your throat and you've got no choice and it's all a conspiracy with the nfl to make sure way, that she's at the super bowl by the way what views have they jammed down our throat over the last 18 weeks about right. taylor swift Seriously, right. outside the fact that she's a pop star. Right. And, you guys tell me. And I said this to Carl earlier. I don't remember anyone there, a hue and cry when Tom Brady, and this went on, by the way, go back and look at it. You saw Giselle Bunchen for years in the playoffs. And I had no issues moments. with it, by the way. No one ever did. <laughs> You know, I had no issues. Yeah. And now here's Giselle Bunchen. More in the suite. Giselle, please. Yeah. More supermodels hanging out with Giselle in the suite with the kids. Okay, yeah. they're, they're, a football game, guys. It's not always going to be the coach shot the quarterback. The, you're going to get the crowd shot. The guy with his face painted. The guy with his shirt off. It just happens in this case to be, you know, Travis Kelsey's brother. But. <laughs> But there's always those crowd shots have always existed. So now because of the conspiracy theorists and, and and the thing is, some people are really running with this nonsense. Now Colbert's making fun of it. This is tongue in cheek. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Of course, the Swifties have their own conspiracy theories because some of the Swifties out there pointed out some suspicious coincidences surrounding Taylor's favorite number, 13. Follow me down the number hole. This is Super Bowl 58, and 5 plus 8 is 13. If Taylor goes, it would be her 13th time attending a Chiefs game. The date of the Super Bowl is 2-11. 2 plus 11 is 13. If she flies to Vegas from Tokyo, the flight will be roughly 13 hours, and the Chiefs are playing the 49ers. 4 plus 9 is 13. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Anyone else have chills? This can only mean one thing. <laughs> Whatever the Swifties say it means. I don't want them mad at me. It's a great, right. it's a great bit. Um, and listen, the numbers and all that stuff is fun. But by no, no means does she have any power, Mike, as you said. If the oh. NFL gets things wrong, they get it wrong because of incompetent correct yeah i said this earlier guys i mean yeah the, the officiating has been terrible we've seen things we we're literally scratching our heads over i remember the steelers bills game where the ball is touching barely touching a guy's helmet inbounds and that's they right. rule it out of bounds that's right the uh the not, we saw some terrible calls look they they did put a ref and the tendencies are out there on sean smith where the home team really takes it in the shorts the home team wins about 50 percent, 52 percent, and it was like down to 40 percent in games that this guy officiates but still if taylor swift was in Todd Munkin's headphones telling Lamar Jackson, uh, overthrow the receivers by five yards. Uh, don't go through your progressions and just – no, I mean, the Ravens did the stupidest thing. We talked with Mark Slareth. I think we're going to play it later for you. But Mark Slareth talking about, why don't you run the ball? 
Your identity is to run the ball. You take the pressure off Lamar Jackson. You set up the play action. The, the, Todd Munkin called his worst game of the year and happened to be the biggest game of the year. It did. You know? I mean, oh, my God. Did Taylor Swift get on her, her mental telepathy? And she got Stephon Diggs to drop a wide-open pass? You know, in in the playoff game the week prior. No, I just it's lazy, it's silly. But we live in a, there's a number of dolts that live in this country, Carl, that take this stuff down and run with it, and it's, it's pathetic. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, you know they will show her at the Super Bowl I, again. I I just don't have any problems with this. I mean, I, I have zero problems. I know many of you were like, it's football. I want to see my football. Okay, but it's also entertainment. And before Taylor Swift came along, they were showing you Patrick Mahomes' girl. This is true. Right? This is true. I remember seeing Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend in the suite. I mean, come on, guys. It's yeah. just, you're telling me a cutaway for three seconds is ruining your viewing experience. It's ruining my viewing experience. <laughs> well, look, the one thing for certain, the NFL is seeing an incredible growth spurt, and it's been going on before Taylor Swift, yeah. but she has certainly been the cherry on top with viewership. And, the, and they, they tried to, who, I forget, it was at Forbes, whoever tried to quantify the, uh, the degree of marketing and bringing the, you know, the, the casual fan. Well, who's the casual fan? Somebody who follows Taylor Swift around the planet. That's the casual fan. They're watching NFL games now. All I know is this. Uh, and, and but you can't correlate that with officials not doing their jobs. That's just incompetence that the NFL is too lazy to fix yeah. or too cheap. All I know is this. She came to town and sold out Mercedes-Benz three nights. Hotel rooms, you couldn't find one. Restaurants were booked. Ask somebody with the city how, how much revenue was brought in for those three days. My point is you can have your opinions about her, whether you like her music or not. The impact is real. The NFL is seeing it. We saw it when she was on tour and she came here. Beyonce did the same thing, okay? They own 2023. The fact is, it's just what it is, man, and she's dating one of the best players in the league. So as we approach this, you know, two weeks from now, February 11th when the Super Bowl hits, just get ready. But (laughs) this is absolutely ridiculous that she has any bearing on the game whatsoever. Right. But like everything else in this country. It just it's just bananas how things get sideways and people just take it as gospel and run with it. So we're just trying to we're trying to spit some truth right here on Dukes and Bell. The NFL has got an officiating problem. The commissioner is in denial over it. He'll tell you this year in Vegas at the state of the NFL when he goes that big speech. He will. Officiating's never been better. No, it's you you take crews. Here's where the problem is, and it really manifests itself. I'll get on my soapbox for two seconds on this. It manifests itself, Carl, in the biggest games of the year. Because instead of taking crews that work all year long together, together they then up. they make all quote I'm doing air quotes, all-star teams of refs. And then some guy's not willing to overrule another guy he doesn't normally work with, and then the job doesn't get done. It's the stupidest thing. Baseball does the same thing, cobbling these crews together, looking for the best. Just keep the best crews that grade out together. Together. I agree. All right, we've got more to get to, including the road to the big game. If you've not heard the coaching hires today, we're going to fill you in on that, including our former head coach has a job. We'll tell you where he is. And what it means coming up on Sports Radio 929 The Game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Some coaching news we need to report today. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Road to the big game. We'll continue to talk about here over the next week, week and a half as we get ready for the Super Bowl, September, or should I say February 11th. Um, but, Mike, the big hiring today that didn't happen was Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson, guys, is the coordinator for the Detroit Lions, who was considered to be the hottest coordinator in the NFL Basically turned down an interview with the commanders, told the Seahawks he's staying in Detroit. Uh. A lot of people scratching their heads about this one because they were on the way to interview him. At least the commanders were. Uh, And so now he is out of the mix. The commanders are still looking for their new head coach, and so are the Seahawks. But this is something that really was not expected. People thought that Ben Johnson was going to be coaching one of these two teams, but specifically the commanders. Yeah, and you and I were kind of chopping it up. I mean, there were reports, pro, a pro football talk had it, that he was asking for $15 million. Crazy. <laughs> Never been a head coach. Um, okay, we like your resume, but we want you maybe um, maybe $7 million, $8 million. I mean, Belichick was guys, you know, yeah. commanding North 15, 20, et cetera. $20 million was the going right there. He's never done it. But here's the thing. He didn't, like, walk. It wasn't like they got cold feet. Apparently the commanders, as you said, were on the plane ready to go to Motown. This guy calls it off, basically tells Seattle and Washington, I'm out. So is this one of those where this guy, I don't know, he's, he's afraid to leave the nest? I don't know the guy well enough, but how many chances are you going to have to be a head football coach? As you brought up Eric Bieniemy earlier in the show, these opportunities go by pretty quick. Yeah. And you maybe never get it back again. You don't. I mean, you gotta you got to strike when the iron's hot. Pardon the, you know, that, right. that phrase. It's true. It, it, it's absolutely true. So Aaron Glenn apparently was also a guy that they wanted to talk to, the commanders. And I guess they did today, but there is no news as to where they may go. I know Dan Quinn left that second interview with Seattle, did not get offered the job. He is also interviewed for the Washington job. Mike Vrabel's still out there, Mike. Right. But I know who's not coaching, and that's Bill Belichick. I don't think he gets either one of these jobs unless they do an about face and all of a sudden, just like what happened here, which is, hey, we're going to let you run this whole thing. And I just don't see that happening, specifically in Seattle with Schneider as a general manager. And I don't think they want to do that. They just hired a new general manager in Washington. I just don't think either either one of those things fit. So we'll have to wait and see. But that news today kind of took things off kilter a little bit because everybody said, oh, bend to the commanders, and then probably uh, we'll see what happens with Seattle. And now everything's still up in the air. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of assumed you're right, Ben Johnson. That's always oh, going right. That's the gig. Go to commanders. you got a, a new ownership group. And as you said, you know, new general manager's got some plans. You may go get uh, – you're locked into the top three positions. You're going to get your some great, really great quarterbacks. We talked about mock drafts earlier in the hour, whether it's Jaden Daniels or Drake May is a guy that's been linked to them. You know, you're ready to go do some work. And the job he did with golf makes it super attractive. So, yeah, some, maybe some guys get uh, cold feet. We uh, we gave you kind of some, some history of some guys who blew their opportunities and never got another shot like that. Okay, because you're right. There's no way you go from a 72-year-old to a 72-year-old in Seattle. Makes like no Carol sense. Carol to Belichick. And, oh, by the way, 
You know, why would you move on from Carroll just to go to a Carroll acolyte like Dan Quinn? Which Dan Quinn apparently, is he still in the mix in Washington now? I guess he has to be. He interviewed again. I I, I think right now that's kind of up in the air as well. And I had heard, by the way, that Quinn wanted to go back to Dallas, but he's still interviewing. Right. So what's the deal there? The other hire today, guys, is our former head coach, Arthur Smith, who will become the new offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers um, here in Atlanta for three years. You know, they've got they've got weapons. Right. Right. But as we said, and if you're going, who cares? Here's the deal. (laughs) These guys leave. We've seen it time and time again where coordinators go elsewhere, Mike, and they have success. And so Arthur's going to a really good situation in Pittsburgh. He doesn't have to worry about all the things he had to worry about as a head coach. He's going oh, to that's a convenient narrative. Thank you, Art. And so now, Mike, I think he goes there and probably does a hell of a job for Mike Tomlin, and watch what happens. I mean, this is how this works. And the next time, just like we talked about with Dan Quinn, when he gets an opportunity to be a head coach, right. he'll be better at it. He'll be a better head coach because of the mistakes that he made. Yeah, I just feel bad for him because you're coming from Desmond Ritter and, and then eventually Heineke, and it just you, and again, some of this was beyond your control because – a collaborative effort decided to make a play for Deshaun Watson, which then skidded the, you know, got Matt uh, Ryan out the door. You greased the skids on your legendary quarterback. And then you found you're jammed up with Mariota and then a guy who's not up to the task. And I look at, I look at Pickett and I go, is this guy the guy? I mean, I, I wonder, is Mason Rudolph going to get a fair shake? He needs a contract extension, but are they going to have a quarterback or is Arthur Smith going to be dealing with more of the inconsistency at the QB position, trying to use some great weapons? He does have great weapons in Pittsburgh like he had here. Yeah, you know what's funny? So you got a great running back. You got good receivers. You got good tight. Got a great tight end. We we play the Steelers. Uh, Chris told us here. I just knew it was on the schedule for next year. I've not looked ahead to see because uh, the dates aren't out yet. The NFL hasn't put the schedule out. But you know what? What made me laugh about that is that the Steelers will come in here and he'll run all those trick plays in the red zone and they'll execute them and they'll score against us because that's how things happen right watch all that quirky stuff tight end to tight end reverse pass he'll run it with the Steelers and, and they'll it'll work what well, I was just I was joking around one of our listeners said it was because man if I'm a backup tight end for the Steelers start working on your arm you know because you're gonna get some action there but yeah I mean you got to straighten it out uh, oh, man. Matt Canada the thing is Matt Canada was a disaster just like the DC and the Packers you know sometimes the whole city's like just go yeah and, and Tomlin I, reminds me of Shula sometimes, loyal to a, maybe a fault in this case. But, look, say what you want about Art, and we said it earlier for guys who missed it. I know he drove some, some of you guys crazy, drove some folks crazy with some of the snarkiness at times when things weren't working. He was always really genuine with us, and he gave us some really good stuff off the air, off the record. And, you know, he's a good dude. He just, and unfortunately, I thought, Carl, a combination of the quarterback and then his own worst enemy making things too complicated at times. Yeah, I mean, it, it would help if he had a, a healthy Kyle Pitts who wasn't. Right. Um, but, you know, man, listen. We wish him nothing but the best. We'll see where it goes. Uh, and I don't think anybody debated whether he was a bad coordinator when he got this job. I think he's a really good coordinator. We're going to see what he does in Pittsburgh and how it works out. It's Dukes and Bell with Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm excited about Zach Robinson, Mike, as our OC, and Jimmy right. Lake as our DC. We were having this discussion earlier, and you'll hear from uh, Stink coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Mark Slareth, who stopped by to talk about the playoff games and, and strategy. But... Jimmy Lake as the D.C. and Raheem Morris with his defensive background, I'm not worried about the defense, guys. We'll figure that out. I am way more worried at this particular juncture about Robinson working with a potential rookie quarterback, how that looks, what is it going to look like, much more than where this defense currently is as we know it and what it may look like. 
Lake is going to be fine. I don't care about who's calling the plays. It'll probably be Lake, but if it's not, so what? I don't think Raheem's yeah, going to do I that. But after watching Arthur get too caught up in the moment with the offense, I don't want Raheem calling the defense. Well, plays. listen, some off, most offensive coordinators can do that. Defensive coordinators, right. it's much more difficult to do. So I don't think it's going to happen that way. But my point is, like, people that are like, what's the defense? Doesn't matter. Defense is going to be fine. What is this offense going to look like when we're averaging 17 points a game with all these studs on the field? That's the well, issue. But all, none of this works until we get the quarterback here. You know what I mean? Our, our thing is, if we're going to, and we were talking earlier about the draft, got a lot of people excited about some different options, but the, the mock drafts that are out there, you, you, I, that's the question. We're not going to get that answer on Monday, Carl, about what the plan's going to be. As we said, they're not going to give you the secret sauce. There's so many more things and variables in the equation, from injuries, the combine, potential trades, and other teams. We're not the only team interested in some of these free agent quarterbacks or trading for quarterbacks, but the defense is there. I like it. Now, you, you're going to try to roll with another year of Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree, or are we going to pass, are we well, gonna pass the torch? Those are, those are decisions that Jimmy Lake's got to make. I mean, do you right. feel like that is a help or a hinder? I, I mean, I, I, I'm indifferent. I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, Calais came in here and exceeded expectations. Right. Is he a difference maker as he once was? No. Is he a team leader, and do you feel like you need that voice in the locker room? Probably now, look, did everything you'd expect. If we said six and a half, and if we said altogether, I think it was thirteen total between Bud Dupree and Calais. That's that more than reached the the, the, the benchmark we thought we would get for those guys. And again, that's Bono put that together. A good a good evaluator of talent. Some guys thought those guys were not going to be able to bring it. And you already talked about Calais Campbell's leadership. But man, some edge rushers in the draft. Woof! It's it's a very lean edge rush free agency class, by the way, barring more guys getting cut. So you kind of do have to, if you're looking to improve it, must may come from the draft. All right, guys, it's going to be. Or hope that Katie continues to pop. And, and who was it? Uh, who am I forgetting? Harrison from Ohio State. It's going to be an incredible offseason. It just is. Because there's so much that has to be figured out. And it's going to be fun figuring it out along the way and seeing how all this shakes out. It's not all going to happen in one day. It may happen uh, a lot later than we even expect. I mean, because, again, if you don't make a deal, Mike, before free agency with one of these quarterbacks, and that, that's going to tell you we're going into the draft, right. and then does that mean that we're moving up to go get a guy? Well, again, everybody who's ahead of us, there's a bunch of teams. Look, Patriots are done with Mac Jones. Every, by all indications in D.C., they're done with Sam Howell. They've had their sample size. They're moving on. He, he from A lot of expectations went backwards. Then you look, certainly, like there's no, there's no doubt in my mind Caleb Williams is going to be gone. But the Bears, is there any scenario where the Bears carry two quarterbacks? And, and let fields let the fields contract play out as a backup is Caleb. People are going to want to see Caleb Williams no, on the job. not with the number one pick. But they, that's the, the key. It's it's incumbent on the Bears though. They've got to go make a deal. And how soft does the market get for Fields right now, Carl? I don't want to give up a first round pick. You can tell me a second round pick for Fields. I'll do that deal tomorrow. Yeah, and and that's where I think the marketplace is going to be. I do, I do not think again that that they may ask. Right. But if there's somebody out there that's willing to do it, because this kid, right. they fleeced the Carolina Panthers totally. last year. Okay. Totally. If there's somebody willing to do it, then that's different. But I'm not right. doing that if I'm the Falcons. To right. I'm not going to oversell this. But uh, right now, guys, Bears, Commanders, we already talked about Drake May, maybe Jaden Daniels, interchangeable, those two and three. Four, you could argue the Cardinals are going to go with Marvin Harrison. This is Daniel Jeremiah, as we talked about it earlier. Chargers are going to go. You think that Harbaugh is going to want a wide receiver weapon because they're going to move on from Mike Williams. So there, there's some other things that are in the mix. Giants are a toss-up. Tennessee's kind of a toss-up. And then us. So where do you have to go to get what you want? Do you feel that they yeah, like? But the Giants yeah. have invested forty billion dollars in right. Daniel Jones, right? And Tennessee just drafted Will Levis last year. They're not going quarterback, yeah, but they're going to go maybe offensive line, probably for the Titans' yeah. edge rush. Yeah, but, yeah, but still, that just still brings us to then. 
Bo Nix or, you know, if you feel Penix is worth it there, or maybe you try to move down again, guys. As we said, Combine will clarify a lot more. Senior Bowl already, Penix. We heard from our buddy Jarvis Davis. Penix apparently looking pretty good doing what he did, and you saw earlier this year before he played Michigan. By the way, I know I ask you all the time, what do you feel? How do you hang on Penix? I told you earlier I want a mobile quarterback. Okay, we're out. I want a mobile guy. Okay. Well, That's where I'm at. Bo Nix mobile enough for you? Oh, he's mobile enough, He just, but he just doesn't light my fire. Doesn't, me neither. I don't know. Don't light I, my fire. I haven't met anybody that's excited about the idea of a Bo Nix here. Other cities are linked to Bo Nix, now, but, but I just don't think it flies. The, the selling point for Bo Nix is he played a lot of college football. And he didn't turn it over once he got to Oregon. Once he got to Oregon, he did not turn it. The, the worst game he had was the Georgia, the game against Georgia and Mercedes-Benz. Everything else, this guy was pretty much letter perfect. You know, you could argue his team didn't do the job against Washington twice. But all that college football doesn't mean anything in the NFL. So, you know, you're getting the guy who's, what, 26, I believe, um, who played a lot of college right. football. But that didn't mean anything in the NFL. Right. And uh, then this brings us back to the Fields thing. And as I said to you yesterday, the Justin Fields thing is such a lightning rod because some guys say, you've seen enough. I've got a sample size on Fields, and he's just not the guy. Three years, yeah, I don't think you can improve him. And does what you saw from Zach Robinson uh, tell you that I want to have more of a pocket passer than a dual threat? Stafford was pretty much, you know, that guy in the pocket. Pablo, I disagree. I think Justin is the man. That's his dad. Okay. I disagree, Pablo, if he's listening. Hey, I want Justin. I, I kick the tires <laughs> on it. Hey, you tell me I give up a second round or I get Fields in here? I'm done. Done. I'm good. Then we can do whatever we want with that first round pick. I'm good. Hey, I know we got uh, Mark Slareth coming up, Carl. A great conversation about what happened. In Let's the do it at 6. We'll do it here at 6 right. o'clock. But I got some news which is going to make you very, very happy. Yeah, we'll do it at 6. Right. Here. We're coming right back with it because Mike just told me, and I'm shocked. Also... I'm hopeful. I'll leave it at that. We'll come back. We'll tell you exactly what we're talking about next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 